welcome back to Ladies of Leap for March 16th. 2013. This is episode 65, and this is the podcast where we talk all things video games. I'm Nicole. I'm Kim. And I'm Stephanie. Oh, man, I just cut that out right there. Hello. We're done with that. <laughs> uh, this week, yeah, this week we're going to discuss Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, and some Tomb Raider. <laughs> well, and, and we're going to talk about WoW. We're talking about some iOS games like Ridiculous Fishing. We, we don't have a lot to talk about because, honestly, I think all three of us pl- probably did nothing but play Tomb Raider since it yeah. came out. What was it, a couple weeks ago? When did it come out? Last week? Two weeks? Was it the beginning of March, I think it was? Yeah, it was It was out right when, it was right, at, out, right after our last one. So it's been right. about two weeks. So, um, for those not familiar with the Tomb Raider series, uh, this is a prequel. So, it is an action-adventure platformer. Uh, You can get it on PC, PS3, Xbox 360, so whatever your flavor. I personally am playing it on the PC with a controller. Steph, you're playing it on a PC with your keyboard. And then, Kim, you're playing it on your PS3, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, it was on, on March 5th when it was released. Uh, published by Square Enix. This is a retelling. This is a reboot of the Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider has been around for a really long time. If you've played any of the games in the past, uh, the last one I played was Underworld, and I really liked it. it. It's a puzzler. I mean, it's not just action adventure. You know, jump around. It you really have you get to certain areas and you have to figure out. Okay, how do I get there? And of course, they line everything up. You know, think Uncharted. And I mean, I think Uncharted. I was talking talking with Scott, and we're like, Uncharted is it better? He was asking me, Do you think it's better than Uncharted? And I'm like, This one, yes. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that too. I think this one's. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, Oh, this is this is Uncharted, except. She's like really badass. Yeah. Where yeah. You know, Uncharted probably took a lot of its things from games like Tomb Raider because since when was the first Tomb Raider? I don't know the history, the actual date, but it was it was one of the earlier well, you ones. You go all the way back to the PS One, right? Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. So you're talking 1999, something like that. Previous, yeah, yeah. So this one, I. I guess Underworld had a sort of a story. I just don't remember it being like, wow, what a great story. Yeah, it, this one uh, definitely has, it's the most story rich. Yeah, and so. Right. In fact, it's, I don't even think number origin one had story. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it didn't. So the plot. When, when her character oh, was first introduced, she had an origin story, but they never explored it. Mm. Uh, this is them taking that story, updating it for the modern era, and throwing it out there, saying this is how she she went from a young girl to the Tomb Raider. So what do you think? She's like 18, 19? It's, it, it, actually, she's college. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, she 20, when she gets back 21. on the ship, um, so you start off on a ship called Endurance with your, your friends and um, your friend, what's Sam? and mm-hmm. Roth and uh who are some of the other uh you got um Grim was the captain Grim 
There's the Alex programmer type guy <laughs> yeah, wearing his yeah. cape shirt. I swear I don't know his name. His name was <laughs> Dang, Alex. Alex. <laughs> he had a cool tattoo on his neck. Um, so, yeah, he did. <laughs> so you start off on this ship and you're going into the, the Dragon's Triangle and you're trying to find um, Yamatai, this Jap- lost Japanese kingdom uh, of Yamatai. And Sam, uh, Laura's friend, uh, has some, what, she's a lineage, she has some kind of ancestry there. She's a direct descendant. Yes, of Himiko, yeah, she right? she can trace her ancestry back to this queen, Queen Himiko. Yeah, yeah. the sun queen. So yes, queen. You'll, you learn very quickly um, that there's something off with the island. There's a big ship uh, wreck and... You don't really realize that you're on the island at first. Uh, so when you finally get, as Laura, to the island, um, you get basically kidnapped. She gets knocked out, and then she winds up into like mm-hmm. in this like cave, and it's all gruesome. We should say this is mm-hmm. definitely not for young children. <laughs> this is no. It is a no. um, <laughs> a gory game at at points. So- yeah when it yeah. when it first started I was like whoa yeah and then I'm thinking <laughs> oh this is so great a you know a game for girls to grow up on and that's what I was thinking too like it. empowering like, women oh, this yeah. is not no. a, a little girl's no. game <laughs> I will no. maybe teenagers they could probably yeah. get through it but yeah. nothing under probably 14, 14 13. I would say yeah yeah, yeah. I did like be- as you're playing as Laura you're you're with her, you're finding that kind of courage and strength, and she's, you know, she's always out of breath, <laughs> which is very you're realistic. Always. You're totally realistic, right? You're you're running, you're jumping, you know, you're getting stabbed in the side. Gets, I don't I don't know how she, she gets did. hurt a lot. <laughs> yes, she, she gets hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I kill her. Poor, poor Laura. I kill her a lot. She gets stabbed. Yeah, she... <laughs> falls into things off of things yeah and then but you, she's such a, a a personal i mean she's a real person yeah. so you know she's yeah. sitting there and she's shivering mm-hmm. and you yes. can tell wow you know you can feel that she's a real person and she's cold and then you know right after that she's got her courage back and mm-hmm. you know when a friend is sitting there she puts her arm around her friend to comfort her and so you know yeah. it's like you can she's a a woman Mm-hmm. But then she can go and, you know, she's doing all these things that Nathan Drake would do. But now mm-hmm. that I see Laura Croft versus Nathan Drake, I'm like, wow, she, it feels like so much of a real person mm-hmm. versus Nathan Drake. They you know, really they put like real. the emotions yeah. in this game and the realism. And I, I really like that a lot. I did too. It connect, you connect with her. You, yeah, you really, mm-hmm. even as she's kind of talking to us, she says like, I can make this jump. Or I can do this. I'm like, yeah. yes, I can do right. this. <laughs> Go, one of Laura. The, one of the more uh, emotional scenes for me was, okay, so one of the things that's different about this game from Uncharted is she is really trying to survive. Yes. I mean, yeah. on, on a basic level, she has to survive. Yes. And one of the things is she has to find food. And the first time she has to shoot a deer. Oh, yeah. was very emotional. It was. She, you know, she killed it, and then she had to go up and finish the job. She yeah. had to go and, and you know, I felt like she wanted to say, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> does, she kind of did, didn't done. she? 
She, I think she, kinda, yeah, yeah she, she, I think she did say. But then she becomes, she, you, you actually watch her get tougher. Yeah. You know, in, in every situation she, she deals with it and she gets tougher. And uh, there was a quote where, um, you know, Roth is talking to her about how she's had to kill people. Mm. And she said, it's surprising how easy it's become now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's true. At first she was all trying to talk to him like, I don't really want to kill you don't kill me and then she do and she evolves to i'm just gonna take you out first yeah she definitely evolves there obviously <laughs> have, yeah. have either of you finished the game yet no i haven't finished i'm still playing and and you know why i haven't finished because i the side to go back and get as close to 100 percent as yeah. i could <laughs> and while i'm going through this game i'm thinking Holy crap, Steph, this must be maddening for Steph. Yes. You know, they have the stats and the completion. Yeah. And I know what a completionist you are. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Absolutely. oh my God, Steph, this is driving Steph crazy. Yeah, this game definitely <laughs> it, taps it, into that. It's nice that they have that. I really like that. Um, and it's, you know, they're, they're cool collections that you can do. And it yeah. gets you XP as well. So that's, you know, it's actually helpful to do these collections, not just like, you know, finding a TV and turning it on. I mean, these give you XP. So that I think is an incentive as well. Well, and the tombs right. that you um, like uncover are optional. It even says optional. But if you yeah. figure them out, you, you, you usually get the treasure map, which tells you where all of these wonderful little collection things that will sidetrack you from your main yeah. mission um, are so the relics the gps yeah, what else and each each um map or each section of the map sometimes have like for instance i think it was at the base camp where roth was you could start collecting birds eggs so there were five of those right. scattered all around and you light the you light the fire with the statue and that one but they're not all the same mm -hmm. in different areas so those keep and you very have to busy. discover them just by doing them exactly you, so you i'm just oh that's an achievement all right <laughs> trying i'm like going everywhere you know for for me i'm just like going every little i'm like i haven't been up there yet and i think i can get up there so right. <laughs> and it, it's well, a lot of fun to figure out how to get up to these mm -hmm. certain places or mm -hmm. uh, over to these certain places and and then when you find like a little hidden gem you're like oh my god i i am awesome <laughs> Well, I did, I did finish the game. I finished it at 91%. Um, I just kind of, I wanted to, to push through and I was really into the story. The story is what yeah. drives you through this game. And you have really two bad guys, I guess you have the, the, what's it, what is he? An archaeologist or something like that. He's a TV guy and he's just slimy he, and, yeah. Whitman, yes, Whitman. Whitman. Oh, so you got him, and you're going. What? You're not really sure what's going on, but you don't like him. And then you got uh, Father Matthias. Brother Matthias. Yes. Yes. He, you'll meet him early on, and then you quickly find out what his deal is with the island. And what one of the things that struck me about the game and the storytelling was, it wasn't just Laura. She's going through. You're in addition to the relics and all the other little things, you're also picking up um, journals and they, re they actually have voice actors reading to you what they, it says. And that yeah. for me, like in wow, I, I never read the text. I just kind of pick up the quest and move along. And there's probably some good bits of, of lore no. and story in there. 
but I just kind of push along and they're not reading it to me. So I'm just kind of moving along. Whereas a game <laughs> like this, they read, they act it out. You hear thing, you know, you hear the inflections in their voice. And that's what I really enjoyed about that storytelling. Really good ones. Too. Yeah. The, real, the, the ramblings of the madman. Yeah. Oh, I love those ones. They're just like, Oh, what is this crazy dude doing now? You know, I mean, they're just fascinating. So yeah, it gets into some well, dark they, places. Um, this ties into the achievements. Um, so you save your game at base camps. There are, there are camps along the way, and then there, and then there are major ones, base camps, where you can fast travel back and forth mm -hmm. to previous ones. And that's critical because there will be things you cannot unlock until you have a certain piece of equipment, right. and then you'll have to come back later. Like, for example, later on in the game, you'll get uh, the ability to shoot grenades out of a shotgun and mm -hmm. that's the only way you can blast through a metal door that's blocking your way and you find that metal door early on in the game so you have to have the ability to jump back to complete to if you sure and, but, but i like that mechanic the, yeah the campfire. and they they don't the campfires fast travel thing was great and i i can appreciate making certain things off limits until later but I hate games uh -huh. that do that too much. And I f and just kind of going back and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. They didn't use it too <laughs> much. Like when I was in that area the first time, I really did feel like I thoroughly gave that, even though I couldn't get to the place where I had to use the shotgun and I didn't have the shotgun yet. So it wasn't, it, it didn't take away from the game it just was something for the completionist to kind of go back and right. look at that area with a new set of eyes because even the first starting area exactly. where you kill the deer i just you you're still learning the game so you're going to miss certain things mm -hmm. and once you get into the flow of how the game works and it, it's nice to kind of they can send you back there really easily to kind of explore it again which i, I appreciated that right. so yeah so um, I think it's pretty unanimous some, that we like this game. <laughs> there were some uh, hiccups that I had. Oh, really? <laughs> with the uh, keyboard, controlling uh, it with the keyboard. Oh, yeah. So you're playing with the I keyboard, have. and I had some people asking me, well, you know, how is it? Because one thing I found with the controller, I'm like, wow, this is not for a beginner. It's, you know, this, this game expects you to know where the buttons are on the controller. And, you know, yes. so you have to know. So I was wondering you know, what it is like on the keyboard. So uh, for the keyboard, you use the traditional WASD to move around, right? And that means when she's in a struggle, they want you to, if you were using a controller, you would jerk the, uh, the controller left and right. So that means I have to do AD very quickly. And then there were several scenarios where she would either kick or grab mm, something. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And kick is f and grab is e i cannot tell you how many times i got those wrong <laughs> because you know the the command pops up on the screen do this quick and i'm like oh crap left right left right and then it wants me to kick but only at a certain time you have hmm. to time it oh yeah correctly so that was the difficult part other than that it, it was pretty much a breeze I it was just the struggles that the yeah, I had to redo the part where she got groped by the guy at least four times because uh. I kept getting it wrong. That but honestly, really I, I, really had to have, I had to do that a few times too because it's the same problem on the controller. It's that timing and getting yeah. getting it there. I had trouble 
getting the timing down. Well, so eventually what I do is I was just kept pushing the button and it yeah. was, it was Well, it's the Y button. The Y button is your action. And you're going to, as, as you go through the game, especially in the, like the last boss fight, there's, it's kind of that God of War thing where you have certain timing moments, like you're fighting, 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 and now let's do a finishing kill, right? So yep. the Y button is that finishing kill kind of thing. What what weapons do you find yourself using the most? For me, it's the bow. bow. Yeah, the bow. I love the bow, especially I, when you I get fire. Love it. <laughs> yes. And then you I get love the rope. Kill yeah. if you do it correctly. Yeah, and then you get ropes attached to to the arrows, and then of course you can later set the them on fire. And I so, do. Yeah, I really clearly my favorite weapon. I really enjoy how they upgrade the weapons too. So you're scavenging, mm -hmm. not only these boxes but you can get you can use your skill points to scavenge when you kill animals as well as other the the bad guys so you can get yeah. scavenging it's like nuts and bolts i'm like oh these guys just have nuts and bolts in their pockets apparently <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna use this gear and some tape and your shoelaces yeah <laughs> bam new weapon <laughs> I, I, we were talking, so we were talking about the story and how the story is really wonderful. I, the only yeah. gripe I have with this story is how clueless Laura seems. Like she figures out you, you can't leave this island because of the storms, oh, yeah. and they're like, "Okay, yeah. it's it's connected," and you're like going through this, and then I have to remind myself this is new for them. They've never dealt with supernatural before. And she's, right. this is this is a whole new thing for her. But even then, once she kind of gets everywhere to everyone to come around, she's like, I still don't know why they want <laughs> Sam. I'm like, you don't know why? Really? You don't know why? Okay. Like, I, that got annoying because they kept repeating it <laughs> throughout the game. Right. Like, it's kind and of a no-duh at this point. Where she's. <laughs> She's desperately trying to tell them, don't, don't get on this helicopter. Right. Don't, because the storm will come and crash it. And she tells them one time. I'm like, okay, seriously, if I'm trying to she save gets somebody, on the, I'd be on that on thing it. the whole stinking time. <laughs> and then she gets on it herself. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a little what? silliness at times. I mean, but still, yeah. it's, it's a, I, I really the, had a fun time. They must, they must seriously have, like, a candle factory somewhere on this island because... <laughs> There are about two million candles all lit uh, <laughs> all throughout this island. So they must seriously have some kind of secret factory somewhere. <laughs> I can't imagine they're all washing up on shore or being brought in by planes, but whatever. If, if you look at those things, you gotta accept, right? If you would have looked closely, you would have seen their battery operated, and some it just comes around and flicks this. <laughs> And the lightning, they're recharged by the lightning. Yeah, yeah there you go. Oh, so I had magic. a I had a friend who her husband was like, um, I said, hey, have you played Laura Croft? And he's like, yeah, but that's a female character, right? He goes, I don't play female characters. What? And I'm like, wow, that's the first time I've ever heard that. So I'm wondering, wow, I wonder how many other guys are are like that, that they just won't play female characters. Uh, no, yeah, I've it was kind of surprising. I don't surprising. know any guys that say that. Yeah, so I was, I was, it was just kind of um, funny, and um, it just got me thinking. So if any of our guys out there, you know, won't play girls either, 
Now let us know why. why. <laughs> I'd love to know. I have, I have told several guys they will really enjoy playing this game, if for nothing else than for the TNA. <laughs> because there are several shots that were quite obviously lovingly crafted with the idea of making her eye candy. Sure. I mean, yes, she is dirty, she is uh, damaged, she's uh, torn clothes, but there are several shots where I'm just like, Wow, was that was that really necessary for me to get that close to her side boob and uh, all up in her butt watching her crawl yeah, through the keys? I mean, yeah. well, it was it was a treat, I'll, I'll, but it certainly doesn't detract <laughs> from the game for me. I no, mean, I, I don't. I haven't had any of that yet. But I'm like, yeah, I don't. She's an attractive woman. I guess I really didn't notice go. one of the one of the mechanics that it was later on when you get onto the shore. Um, I started noticing how just tore up she was like most games oh, yeah. they just you know like nathan drake he switches clothes b between the different places that he goes he, she her she's wearing two like tank tops and by the end of the mm -hmm. game like the top layer is almost falling off i'm like that's that what would happen shredded. that would totally happen that's why i like the these small little <laughs> details of this game that really make it movie like to me like this was right and that's why i just wanted i wanted to get through it because i just was enjoying the game and the story and i was like i have to figure out what happens what's going to happen so um i kind of knew what was going to happen by the end of it but uh it was still an amazing journey i loved it seriously it, it might even be one contender for game of the year for me I know there are several people that I talk to that are, really want to get this game. They just are waiting for it to go on sale. So, hey, you know, it's it's, it's a fantastic game. So yeah. I definitely, definitely recommend it. Have you tried so, either? Have you played the multiplayer? Oh, I was just going to ask that. I haven't had a chance. No, I haven't. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't I either. Because the I, main yeah, story first. <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted to do. I'm like, yeah, I'll get some multiplayer. I just, I want to get through it. And I'm just, but I'm enjoying it so much that I don't, I kind of don't want it to end too. It's yeah. one of those games. Yeah. You know, a yes. lot of the games I have, I'm like, okay, just get to the end, you know, the end goal. But oh. this one isn't about the end goal for me. This one's about playing the game and I'm enjoying playing the game so much that I'm going to be yeah. really sad when it ends. So I'm going to be like, oh. You want to know something what? funny? <laughs> I, I play this game so much. One of the things that you just instinctively do as you're playing, you shoot the wildlife you have your bow you know rabbits birds sure. deer so i was in wow last night and i'm going I, i'm going through an area <laughs> and i see a bird i'm like oh i can't shoot it with my bow <laughs> <laughs> i had so many like i want to shoot that i want to shoot that rabbit or <laughs> like i can't really shoot that rabbit with my bow <laughs> i don't have a bow i have a i have an axe <laughs> when i was when I was playing the game, I actually got the message coming up saying, you have cleared out all the wildlife in this area. <laughs> no now XP. you'll get no more yeah, XP. Like one I was XP. like, whoops. <laughs> okay, yeah. hold off on that. <laughs> yeah, you can only get so much XP for animal kills per, per zone. So right. uh, there's some, like on the beach area where um, Ray's is, she's working on the ship. I killed like maybe three wild hogs and you get i think almost 75 to 85 xp per kill and i think they right. cap it at a certain they're like oh you've reached your cap you're gonna get little to no xp now for killing animals okay stop killing the animals yeah. so 
I'm sorry. <laughs> but the multiplayer looks interesting. It's a four survivors against four scavengers. Um, and oh. it, it, I guess you're trying to eliminate the opposing team um, or attempt to bring medical supplies to a certain point in the map. So um, it looks oh. like there's a couple of different, uh, five different maps and three types of games um, that you can do in the multiplayer. So that should be interesting. I might go in I, anytime I go into multiplayer, though. I just, I just want a mute all button. Please let there be yes. a mute all button. <laughs> it's like dipping your toe in the pool. Like don't, don't, don't make this a bad experience, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get in, and experience it, and then get out. Yeah, that's what I always hope. That's why I still play Mass Effect Three multiplayer because. 99% of the time, it is an enjoyable experience, yeah, cool. and then I move on. Nobody yells at you. So <laughs> total, it's total for your single-player playthrough, for those wondering, you got around 12 to 15 hours just for the, the single campaign, and you can probably extend that even longer if you start doing some of the optional collection things and stuff like that. So it's it's totally worth the... 50 60 bucks that you'll pay for it i think i paid yeah. 44 oh, on yeah i paid for you paid 96 dollars for it i did holy moly <gasps> but it's Man. honestly it's worth it it's a great game well uh, yeah so um i i probably could have downloaded this one off of the ps the the um, playstation store though so mm -hmm. i probably should have done that like i'm, I'm gonna do that with god of wars just download it from the playstation store it's uh, no 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 it, you can't i i didn't realize the god of war ascension came out so i went to go download it from P the playstation store and they don't have it in the store they don't oh. seriously they had dead space 3 but they I don't know. have god of war they only that's have a, they, they only have a demo of God of War. Exactly, the demo's there, and that's why I thought, well, I'll just go in and download it. It's not there. <laughs> uh, that's ridiculous. It, it is. it'll probably be there soon, though. It, um, it's got to be. You would think, but it's Oof. not there right now because I ended up ordering off of Amazon. I can send you a copy if you want. <laughs> no, I am I have some games I can trade into, but it, that's just so frustrating and and I want to play them. I really like my console because I can't um play with a controller on my on my PC right now. It's just not working. So, and I like the controller, so that's why I'm playing a lot of my games on the PS3 right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I uh start my PS3 up like I said to to see about downloading the new God of War. And then when I found out it wasn't there, then I was like, oh, I'll download a closure. And there, there's a number of games for free with the Plus membership. Um, so I got sidetracked with the, the little free games. <laughs> <laughs> but they do, I did notice in the store that they have a feature where it says one day digital. So on day one of the release of, for instance, Bioshock Infinite, you're going to be able to download it from the store. It only seems like it's certain games. So it's not all their games. So well, it must be a distribution. It thing. has to be. It has to be. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the day that just all games are digitally there and you can just download them. <laughs> all right. So I think Laura and Tomb Raider is a win. Definitely a buy from me. Sounds like from mm -hmm. you ladies as well. It's just a great game. I I'm with you guys. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of upset that I'm done with it. I'm. So I'm yeah. going, I'm going to start exploring that <laughs> multiplayer. Um, I wonder if there's because I know because I I pre-ordered it from Steam. I got an optional tomb, 
And that was one yes, of the tombs too. that I, I wonder if they're going to come out with other DLC. That would be really awesome if they did. Let's I see. Downloadable so content. I was just seeing if they uh, early access to the DLC, blah, 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 cliffs and caves maps, the pack map, uh, the pack consists of three new Tomb Raider multiplayer. Oh, it's the multiplayer stuff. So <laughs> it'd be nice if they came out with some, some more tombs. Love it, though. Awesome. All right. Moving on. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so I think the last time we spoke, I said that I started playing WoW again. Um, and I'm 89 for my Paladin. So I just wow, that was I, pretty quick. I just dinged 89. Well, I, I come to find out that after the last patch release, there was a bug with the pet battles. Oh, yeah. And people were getting insane yeah. XP. Well, I just so happened to start pet battling in that period of time. And I didn't realize that I was getting just a ton of XP for leveling my little, my little grunty and uh, corehound pup. So I think that's how I, I really got a huge level boost. Um, I was talking to Dark Anders and he was saying, yeah, that that bug was so um, intense that people were going from one to 90 because of the XP that they were getting from from the, the pet battles. So yeah, they were, I think, and they they hot um, patched oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, hot yeah. Fixed it um, probably like two days after that. So yeah, I started doing pet battles um, really because of you, Kim. You were saying how much you liked them. I thought, well, I'll just mm. give it a shot. You know, I found the pet trainer in Ogremar, and I picked out um, my three, which were uh, Grunty. The little murloc that's dressed up as um, Starcraft, uh, the Terran. Mm -hmm. So he has a little gun and he shoots a gun. Uh, and that was, I think that was from BlizzCon 2000, either 2008 or 2009, I can't remember. Um, and then the Corehound Pup and uh, the, the Pug, or no, not even a Pug. It's like a little dog you get from the collector's edition of the Pandaren. So it's the, the little lucky dog or whatever. So those were my three. Um, the dog and the Corehound Pup are at 24. And my Grunty is at level 25. 25 is your max. So, mm -hmm. so within like a week and a half, I maxed out my pets. And I'm a little, uh, yeah, I kind of like that pet battling. I didn't think I a would. A little addictive, right? I, totally, I told you. Totally. <laughs> you know what got me? was going to Pandaria and seeing the little turtle and going, I want that turtle. <laughs> and it's level 23. There's no way I got to level these, these little guys up. <laughs> so I went through, I went through, they send you on like a, a tour of the old world. So I went to all the, the battle masters in um, Eastern Kingdom. And then I went to, is it Kalmador or whatever? And then, to the Outlands, and now they're sending me to Nagrand. So I've just been going all over, getting a ton of achievements, probably annoying the guild, because it's like, achievement this, achievement that. <laughs> but I love those pet battles. I just wish I could do it on my, do the pet battles on my phone, but I don't know how that would even work, uh, since you explore the world and find the pets. So Yeah, it would have to be a, a little bit different, yeah. but um, I mean, they, they could do it. It would have to be kind of a different format, but they could do it. But yeah, pet battles are so much fun. And don't you feel when your favorite pet dies, you're just like, oh. Yeah, well, Grunty's my favorite, <laughs> and I always leave him for last. 
So he usually, that's why he's 25, because he usually got all the XP. Because <laughs> he does this so, awesome uh, ability where he flies up in the air, and he's, like, hovering, and then he, like, zooms down and, like, does a body slam on the on the other battle pet. <laughs> so there are, to get, if you're doing the um, the pet masters, the pet battler guys, that, you know, that's where you get your XP or your um, the questing part of it. Um, you will have to figure out different pets to use and the different ways to use their abilities. I mean, there's some strategy in it. Um, it's not just uh, throw whatever I have up there and go kill them. Yeah. When you get to that level, there's some strategies you really have to figure out, you know, and use your undead pets against whatever they're right. good against and, and things like that. And um, Warcraft Pets is a great oh, um, okay. site out there that they have a little um, chart that shows you what pet is good against what other pets and things like that. Um, so go out there and look at that if you're going to do the the questing part of it. Cool. I, I'm digging it, though. I'm, I'm happy I started pet battling. And then I also started uh, doing some dungeons, the Pandarian. I, of course, I'm not 90, so I'm not doing heroics or anything like that. We're just kind of running through. Uh, to get a feel for it. And I have to say I was really nervous because I felt I felt like I had been away too long, right? And especially doing healing on in in a in like a five man raid, um it, it can be a little timid because you don't want to let everybody die. <laughs> so I get in there <laughs> and Thankfully, Dark Anders, our friend Matt, um, he he has like every kind of tune. So I'm like, hey, do you have a tank? You know, you're you're kind to me when, because <laughs> when he tanks, he, he can tell like I'm out of mana, so he'll stop for me, right? That's like my worst pet peeve in the game is when like I get a tank and he's just like plowing through and running ahead without me. I'm like, dude, I'm a paladin. I need mana. <laughs> it just I just need it <laughs> to to heal everyone. So he was helping me go through and and. It, I, I commented it. It's like muscle memory. I use Healbot. I have my keys mapped out. And even though I've been away for, I think, what, two years? It feels like maybe a year and a half, two years. All the keys came out. Like my cleanse and I have a command. Like click with that. <laughs> it was awesome. So it, it hasn't changed too much? No. The, um, all the, because I know my hunter has it's not dramatic dramatically different but there's enough changes that I kind of had to learn a new way of playing my hunter again because it wasn't the same as it was um in burning crusade burning crusade oh <laughs> yes or or cataclysm it was different so I had to relearn just, yeah a little bit it was a little different with the the holy pally um and especially since I had I had to quest through on my own because usually I quest through with my husband, but he went ahead before me as I was playing Borderlands 2 because he was really annoyed because he's like, we were <laughs> supposed to do this together. I'm like, well, I'm playing Borderlands 2. I'm sorry. So I had to go, I had to go through all of the starter area of Pandaria by myself. And that first part of that starter area where you're climbing up like the little monument is really hard and it's instanced. So I I didn't push through because I had gotten stuck. So the way I got through it was I just died like four times trying to get to the top of the mountain. 
Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and I, that's the one thing I don't like is there's so many um, phased areas there. So sometimes yeah. it's really hard to get help. Um, but now they've got the new patch 5.2. Have you done any, any of that stuff in there? Um, what's... Oh, you have to be 90. So yeah. No, you have. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. It's got a lot of, um, it's an island and everybody's working together to unlock the different phases of the island. Oh, cool. And they have this one thing where it drops a key and you get to go into this solo instance with this key and you have to, the, ah, the goal is yeah, to make yeah. it to the end of the instance on, you know, during a, in a, in a time frame. I think it's three minutes or four minutes be five I don't know mm -hmm. <laughs> but then there's all these boxes you can these treasure chests to unlock so it's like oh I want to unlock treasure chests but I have to make it to the end I want to you know and it's like this struggle but it's it's so much fun to do that and it you know it's just by yourself and it's just an extra here's a bunch of loot for you oh, that's, that's cool. what it is is a bunch of loot so they've made it kind of fun and in different ways to get um the oh, what is it called the reputation mm -hmm. so you know you still have your reputation you have to get but now they've made it so there's different ways to get it and you don't have to concentrate on just doing your daily right, you know right. there of course there's still the grind but they've made the they've tried to make the grind a little better and a little more fun yeah and i noticed there's a lot of different ways now to grind i mean with the pet battles i mean up in those higher levels, I was getting like a hundred and thirty thousand XP per battle. I was like, "That's nice." Just give my XP that way. <laughs> I got a lot of my so XP are you that still, way. Is when you're eighty nine, do you get XP? Because uh -huh. I yeah. I wasn't getting XP yeah. when I was eighty nine, but it may have been before they patched it. Yeah, I'm still getting XP. Um, and then the farming, I just started to explore that. I was like, whoa, this is another time sink and just exploring that whole thing. And what is it? Half Hill or whatever. Did you do anything yeah. with the farming? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have, I have my big farm, but it does get easier because you can buy the little, um, the sprinkler. So it waters oh. all your plants at once <laughs> and you can get the little, um, uh, thing where it sprays the bug killer. Oh, that's cool. And to do that, and then We're you can boring buy Stephanie. The... By the way, she's like, I don't play WoW anymore. Stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I so can't. It is. I honestly, it is fun. And the farming gets easier. So. I can't believe I'm back. Is what's weird to me. I I was sitting and I was questing with Mark, and I was sitting there going, Ah, this feels nice and comfortable and familiar. And it was just a so really we need to get Steph back in. <laughs> We're going to pull you in, stuff. Pull you back in one yeah. last time. Find some more extra hours for me. Yeah, well, there is that. Because it's still, I mean, it's still, wow, it's still an MMO, and it yeah. still takes a ton of time. Exactly, exactly. Time. I'm happy, though. I'm I'm excited to ding 90. I'm hoping to, well, I'm traveling on Monday. I probably won't be for another, another week or so before. Maybe I'll try to get further along tonight, though. So, um, so Kim, you've been playing, have you been raiding in, in WoW or are you just kind of, uh... I have, I have, yeah, we've got, um, so now I have my, I have two tunes that are raiding that can raid and, um, we're just doing LFR. We're not mm -hmm. doing any organized raids, but there's a team that's trying to be, get pulled together that might start raiding with them. But yeah, just doing LFR 
right now. And LFR is not as fun as doing regular rating because it's just, you know, random people. It's like, you know, just getting a, a mixed random bag. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. And so it's not as much fun, but at least you can learn the fights before you go into, um, if you go into a regular raid and it, but it's different. So if you do LFR, it's just a quick, you know, do everything. Yeah. If you go in with a team, um, the raid actually has different mechanics. So you have to actually, you know, strategize on the bosses mm -hmm. versus just tank and spank. Cool. So, yeah, it's a little I'm different. Looking, I'm doing looking some forward reading, to it. Doing a little bit of everything. Awesome. Well, I see, I see you in every, I'm like, oh, Kim, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I miss our over the oh, hill no. game. Though. I know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. So we, that's pretty much what we played Tomb Raider and some wow. Uh, yeah. Stephanie, was yeah. there anything else? Just all about Tomb Raider, right? I was, well, Mass Effect multiplayer. And are you still <laughs> playing, and you're We're still playing that in. Rift, right? Oh, yes. Yep. All Carnival still going on. Cool. All right. So let's move <laughs> into our uh, iPhone games. Uh, I got a couple for us. Uh, there's a game right. out just recently was released called Ridiculous Fishing, and it is a iPhone, iPad, so it's uh, optimized for both. Uh, it's $2.99, and this is not to be confused with Ninja Fishing. I had no idea there was so much drama around this game, but if you look in the comments <laughs> of Ninja Fishing, um, it's kind of ironic that they called it Ninja Fishing, considering they stole the I the idea, the basically released Ninja Fishing before Ridiculous Fishing um, as a clone. Uh, and Ninja Fishing is free. Ridiculous Fishing is $2.99. But Ninja Fishing, or uh, Ridiculous Fishing, see, I'm already getting confused, uh, is apparently the, the much better game. And it's a very simple okay. game. And I, I had a chance to play it. Um, you are a fisherman, and you want to get your line as far as down as you possibly can be. Don't hit any fish. You want to go all the way down. And then as your line comes back up, you want to collect as many fish as possible. And you use um, your phone and you move it back and forth to, to capture the fish. And as you're capturing the fish, then you throw them up in the air and you shoot them with your shotgun. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's wow. you... I didn't expect that. <laughs> and it's just... You know, it's a simple, casual game, but I'm just in the <laughs> small amount of time I've been playing. I'm like, this is actually really fun. And then you get money for for the fish, and then you buy new things. Like you, you get a longer line, a longer. You get lure. You get um, a redneck uh, hat that you can wear. <laughs> it's just, it's a cute little game, um, and it's funny. Like I said, if you go to the ninja fishing. Um, I guess page in iTunes, you get all these. You see all the. This is a this is a clone of a much better game. This is a terrible ripoff. You know, play the good one, which is ridiculous fishing, instead. So there's like this whole like internet movement be, behind ninja fishing because they ninjaed the game <laughs> from the original developer. Wow. So Okay, so I would have never ever bought a fishing game. I, mean, I know, I know, I know. I think of fishing because I don't You think like of wow. You think of wow. Right? You're like sitting there and, and you're waiting for the and hook. It, and it's an eight bit fishing yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a fully rendered one. It's eight bit. And that's what I think <laughs> makes it a little in uh enduring or 
uh, suite is you got the little 8-bit music and you got the little 8-bit fish and you got your little fishing guy. So I, I fishing, who would have thought? <laughs> but it's really cute. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Did you see the article at, on Joystick about kind of the, the, uh, the drama around it? So I'll link to no, it in the huh? show, show notes. Like I just downloaded it because it was um, editor's pick in iTunes. Yeah. I thought, oh, that looks kind of weird. And I saw, I heard a little bit of buzz on it on Twitter. So I was like, oh, I'm going to check out what people are talking about. And then I, <laughs> then I kind of started uncovering the story. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a little bit of drama behind this game. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> nice. Um, the other thing nice. that I have for you guys is a free game. Uh, just recently, a wonderful movie called Wreck-It Ralph came out on DVD, mm -hmm. um, and I finally got a chance to watch it because I wanted to go see it in the theater, but I just wasn't able to. So Mark and I uh, watched it on, we downloaded it and rented it, uh, and there are a couple of games out there specifically, because it is a movie about old video games, so you got... Right. Cameos of Pac-Man and Qbert and um, what's some some of the other ones that were in there? I think Street Fighter. So anyway, a lot of old arcade games. And the main game that focuses around, I guess, the story is a game called uh, Fix-It Felix. And it's Fix-It right. Felix Jr. And it, it's he's voiced by the guy... Uh, the page in 30 Rock. I can't remember his name, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Kenneth. Oh, yeah. Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth, yes. And then uh, is it John C. Riley is yeah. the voice of Ralph? Um, so Fix It Felix is he, the game itself in the movie. Ralph wrecks the building and Felix goes and fix it. And they have like a little <laughs> iOS game that you can download for free and play the game. The, the biggest complaint about this is. In the movie, uh, Felix comes out and says, I can fix it. And he has his hand. And then uh, Ralph says, I'm going to wreck it. And the, that is the biggest cl complaint about this free little game is that those things don't happen in the game. <laughs> ah, right. So you get all these iTunes comments like, why don't they say their, their trademark, you know, slogan from the movie? <laughs> So yeah, but it's a cute little game. You know, you're you you play of course Felix in the game, and you're fixing everything that Ralph wrecks. Uh, free, there you go. And it's both, uh, yeah. I think iOS and iPad on that one. So, um, nice. is that that's all we have for iPhone games, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't play anything. Um, so I I seriously was just focused. Well, I just this week. there you go. I gave you two to, to go down, download Ridiculous Fishing and Fix a Felix. <laughs> nice. All right, let's move on to our internet news. We have a couple of announcements. Um, Borderlands 2 DLC teaser trailer was released, and it gives you a glimpse of a new Vault Hunter. I'm not sure what I think about this because the details are still a little, little light. Yeah. Uh, I, right. I'm guessing... This new Vault Hunter, because you had the Mechromancer, she was the fifth one, so this would be the sixth one, and it looks like, he looks spooky. It's very horror-based. Yeah. You know, like, grr. Um, I'm wondering, I'm hoping that, unlike the Mechromancer download, because that was just her, it wasn't like there was any additional content, 
that came mm -hmm. with her. It was just her. I'm hoping that if they are going to, they're going to release this new Vault Hunter, there will also be like a, a addition single campaign. Uh, the article that I linked to in the show notes does reference a level cap increase, right. which goes against everything we had read about earlier <laughs> That's right. directly from uh, Gearbox saying, if we give you a level cap, the game will break. So if that is the case, if they are going, don't break my break game, please game. Don't, don't break my game. <laughs> There's going to be so many people be like, don't break my game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this new Vault Hunter, we'll, we'll link to the trailer if you are interested. Um, like I said, there's only one more DLC left, even though the Mechromancer came out, was, was DLC. It wasn't considered the, the actual playable DLC. So I'm hoping there's playable content. Right. You would think, why would you just release you think, another? Yeah. Why would you just release another character? Everybody no, that's playing this is already yeah, capped out usually. So yep. they say that he appears to be built for melee attacks and brutal clo close quarter combat. Ooh. So I yeah, was, I don't like that. Eh, you don't you don't <laughs> like getting up close and personal. Reminds me of Brick. I'm all about the sniper. Did rifle. you play Brick in the first one where you you're like oh. <laughs> Yeah, I could take him saying that going crazy every time he did it. <laughs> It was funny though. Make those noises. I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, you just scream. I remember we would uh I played with Hakito and he would he always played brick and it was just so funny when he when it, yeah. it was quite comical because he's just like rah, 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 and the way that he would run up and like beat his fists. <laughs> so I loved it though. All right, so I'm looking forward to this. I, I March they're gonna announce it, I guess, at PAX. East Sunday, March 24th. So next week we'll know more about it. There you go. Yep. Um, we also have the fourth Assassin's Creed installment. The trailer came out for that. I have to say, piqued my interest a little bit. <laughs> Only because I'm a big fan of of uh, Johnny Depp and uh, what's it? What you call it? Pirates. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And that's Pirates. all I thought of when I watched this trailer. <laughs> and I think they're making <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, I did read that you know, they're playing it up as you're going to be fighting on the seas. I, I think it was 40% ship, ship battles and like 60% on land. So it's not like you're going to be on the ship the entire playthrough of the game. I also right. like the fact that you're not going to be playing like Haytham. You're going to be playing or Connor. Um, you're going to be playing Haytham's father. So it's Connor's grandfather that you'll be playing in this, mm -hmm. in this game. So they're kind of re doing a rewind of it. Uh, so I honestly, I hate to say it. I was like, Oh, I kind of am interested yeah. in this game. <laughs> Dang you Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm telling you ninjas. Yeah. Why do they not just put it it where it would shine the brightest? <laughs> Feudal true. Japan ninjas. Ninjas. End of story. How would that? I guess pirates and ninjas. Pirates and ninjas. Those are like and zombies. And you throw those in there, it's a solid. It's a sell. Everyone will take it. 
pirate tell you. pirate ninja. Why don't you just have zombie ninja pirate? There you go. There you go. Just one character. <laughs> the the, uh, the See, evolution of that character. Caribbean was so popular. Zombies. Pirates and zombies. Yep, there yes. Pirate zombies. And they had ninjas too. They yeah, had, and they had ninjas, they had ninjas too. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'll link to the, the trailer in the show notes if you haven't seen it. Give it a watch. I was... I was surprised by it. I really liked. Uh, I liked how they mm-hmm. introed it. It's basically black, like a blackbeard pirate guy talking about uh, Hatham's father, and they show scenes of him. And uh, yeah, should be interesting. Uh, and finally, I hate opening this can of worms, but um, <laughs> I think it's important. It's important that we <laughs> talked about it because it was a, a big Kickstarter that we talked about, which is the the video games Tropes versus Women, uh, done by Feminist Frequency. So that's the YouTube channel. Um, she had done a Kickstarter for it. I I personally backed it because I like the idea of of looking at throughout history and you know we repeat ourselves over and over in history. And you can when you start looking at at those kinds of things, you're like, oh yeah, well. So I think there's a lot of value in kind of examining culture and why things are the way that they are and that's what she was aiming out to do aiming to do um and she released her first video which was the topic of damsels in distress and it's the first part of two so and it's a very long was it like 20 minutes or so something like yeah that? it's a mm-hmm. it's a long video and i just want to commend her because it is really thorough like she goes back to the like the first in not just video games she looks at movies books and where did this concept of a damsel in distress really start and how did it perpetuate over you know the many many years that it's been around and how did it get popularized how has it been used i really like that insight to that that particular trope um, and I personally posted it on my Facebook and I thought, this is a great video. I can't see how anyone would find fault in it because it's just, it's looking yeah. historically at the, the, that topic. And she even, you know, because it's a, she's looking at it from one angle. And then she says in part two, we're going to look at games that do well with this trope. So it's, it wasn't necessarily meant to be a full, complete thought, it was, there's a lot of content in here. Here's the first part. We're going to talk about it, the next part. And she explains it like that. Unfortunately, I had um, a guy friend take personal offense to it and wrote me like a freaking book on why he doesn't <laughs> think. And I just kind of glazed over, <laughs> like, dude, you're you're missing the point. <laughs> You're totally missing the point. And I know Kim, you were we were talking before the show. You you had some experiences too with with the video, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So um, this was posted on a uh, Facebook site of a gaming TV video show that I watch. And again, there was one guy who wrote a novel on and picking apart every single point that she made. And one of the things he said in there is, you know, I have a daughter who is six years old, seven years old, you know, a young daughter. And, you know, she, all she can relate to are the 
the princesses in there and she loves the princesses and she's always telling daddy to save the princess. And somebody else commented, a guy commented down the way, so you're raising your daughter to be this damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to raise your daughter like that? And he never, he never um, addressed that point again. But I thought that was a really good point is, you know, here, if, you know, that's all your daughter sees, then she's going to put herself as the victim mm -hmm. all the time. And instead, is that how you want your daughter to see herself? Yeah. You know, so I just thought that was a really interesting point. I mean, there's a lot of points in here that people could mm -hmm. argue about. But when he said that, that, you know, he has a, a young daughter and this is how she sees herself now. I just was thinking, that's yeah, sad. It is. <laughs> which, is really sad. which brings me to the next story. Dad hacks Donkey Kong for daughter because right. his daughter that was a great story. wanted to be Penelope and rescue Mario. Yeah. So he hacked the game for her. He recoded it and he and mm -hmm. let his little girl play as Penelope or Pauline. Oh, I went Penelope. Pauline, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Penelope, stop. Um, and it's the cutest thing. And I loved it. I watched that. It little is. Video. This is a very cute thing. <laughs> I just, but that's that it, it starts, you know, as we talk about kind of empowering women and, you know, bringing them up, it's not just one thing. And I think when we, no. when there's the debates are happening, it's like, it's not one thing. It's like little things over the course of a young girl's life that inspires her to, to do to, to do more than what's expected of her in society, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and exactly. to explore math, explore computers, explore things that maybe isn't typically looked at. I mean, times are changing and times have been changing mm -hmm. for a long time. But, it, you know, it's not uncool anymore to kind of be a nerd. Right. So you're seeing some great things happening and cropping up. And I don't think there's anything... Yeah. why we want to stomp that out. I don't know. It's just I know exactly. You know, and I I like girly things. I'm not I'm not really a girly girl, right. but I like girly things. And you know, I like to be thought of as a princess every once in a mm -hmm. while. But you know, you've just uh, this guy should be teaching his daughter that, you know, while it's okay to like um all the girly stuff that a princess represents, it you know it's not okay to always be the victim either exactly. you know and you don't have to put it like that to your little girl but you know show her that there are ways that you know she can be a princess and save mario mm -hmm. you know which is great <laughs> not to get on a on a little rant or soapbox here but when i was growing up one of the things that my mom always said to me was you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else and so i always had that in my head that I really need to to really figure my stuff out before like I go after a guy or you know get married or anything like that. I had to be happy with me before I did that and not expect a guy to save me or anything like that. Or so I it really kind of from a very very young age, one of the kind of stuck in my head um, and helped shape me, I guess. So I, I can only hope that the youth of today have similar things like that that you know whether it be a, a an empowering video game or maybe a mentor in school or what have you i it's it's important that the, that young girls have stuff like that so 
Well, I, I think one of the interesting things when you look at this video is which games she chose to use as references. Yeah. And the the thing that she seems to have missed is they are all from Japanese companies. She's critiquing games created by a completely different culture and asking why do they have a different representation of women mm. than we do. Were they I all mean, Japanese, those games though? were made the same time as we were making Ms. Pac-Man. You know? Yeah, that's true. I didn't see Ms. Pac-Man up there. <laughs> so well, I think that, that she, has to that, be but the that, first... I think it just has to be an aspect of your critique is okay, you're portraying women like this. Why is that? But maybe and in the second part, the person we, who programmed the game. Hopefully in the second you part, know? we'll see that other side, right? So yeah, because right. there's a part two that she's looking at the other side of it. So and yeah, she, I don't know. What but that's I, be. Yeah. Historically, your best characters have always been ones that you could take out and replace with a different sex and it wouldn't change the story like Mass Effect. Right. I can play as a male. I can play as a female. It doesn't change how the person talks, how people relate to them, how the story ends up. That's actually the alien uh, character Ripley was supposed to be a man. And then they cast uh, Sigourney Weaver. Mm -hmm. She's fantastic totally. because it wasn't written as a woman. It was written as a character who goes through an experience. So you know, even though we just got done talking about Tomb Raider and how accessible it was that we're seeing her as a as a person, you know, she's a fragile girl. She's experiencing these things on her own. She has to toughen up. Um, I still think it's important that you start with a good character yeah. first and ask yourself, does it have to be a man? Does it have to be a woman? Does it have to be a Caucasian? Does it have to be, you know human well care. i think that's one of the points that she that she care. said too was in the 90s this was this kind of trope was just honestly lazy game developing and that's but again look at who was pumping out the games it wasn't american programmers it was japanese right. programmers well in that time period they right were the ones, nintendo and atari and Sega, I mean, well, Sega was had a stronger American presence, but those were the companies that were had the stranglehold on mm -hmm. on the you know the gaming market. So well, when they put out a game, everyone's going to notice it, right? Well, and that's why I'm I'm looking forward to part two because she did like little like a little preview, and I did see Mass Effect, and because what she was explaining was we're going to look at the flip side and see what what developers are are doing it right and i think mass effect as you just stated is is one of the the games that are that's out there that um right does does it right by the character so it should be interesting to watch that i'm not sure how often she do you know when she releases her videos kim no i can't I, yeah, imagine i, don't, I mean i don't really look at her other videos such so. a thorough like i was amazed at the amount of of research that goes into into that so but yeah i i think it's a little early to kind of um say that this is this is the only this one video represents the entire body of work but it should be interesting to see what other what were some of the other tropes that she said she was going to do i can't remember oh uh, yeah i don't remember yeah i don't remember. we'll see it should be interesting. We'll we'll link to her channel on YouTube. We probably won't bring it up again. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> go off on a tangent. 
all right. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're not here to to you know go on about it, but this was her first right. one. Yeah, and um, you know, it just did bring up some interesting points out there that sure. I was actually kind of shocked with. You know, I had friends on both sides of the fence, and it was very polarizing. Yeah. Uh, this isn't this isn't a casual conversation <laughs> no. at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I and I can't ever see anybody stepping back and going, "Wow, you know, you made an excellent point. I've completely changed my mind." It, what tends to happen is people just dig in further. You yeah. know, they have a perception, and when you try to present a, uh, something different. Um, most people do not react well to that because you're questioning what they believe. Yeah. And that just, that is what, that's what makes these discussions so inflammatory is it, it denigrates to personal attacks so quickly. Well, like I said, you know, they, you're starting out take it talking personal, about a right? broad subject and then pretty soon it's everyone name calling and, uh, you know, that's, that's the danger inherent in these discussions. Yeah. Um, I was just, just a dang shame. <laughs> I was just looking. Um, I've never heard anybody are... say, wow, I, I've completely changed my mind about that. You're absolutely right. I've never <laughs> heard anybody say that. Never. Ay, ay, ay. It's just too well ingrained. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to some emails. We have a few out there. Um, we got four actually. So, um, first one, Kim, would you like to, to read it? Hello, ladies. Last show, you mentioned that another, oh, no, is that the right one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, because I, I, I was reading the other one, so I confused myself. Anyway, last show, you mentioned that another entry in to the Assassin's Creed series is in development. I was originally going to ask you if you felt that it was time for a female protagonist in the series, but had forgotten about liberation. Actually, I still think the main series should access the memories of a woman assassin in history since not everyone owns a vita that mm. said i was wondering where you would set the next game in the series if you could pick is there a particular setting that would really draw you to the next game ninja. and do you want to see this <laughs> ninja zombies <laughs> and do you want to see the story continue moving forward through time or go backwards perhaps further than ever before continue mm. thanks for the great show thanks Thorgan. I would love yeah, I think to we see it go all that. The, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but that that last part of going further back, I would love to see it go further back. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Like the first caveman assassin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they need, to, they need to drop the whole uh, extraterrestrial storyline. And just yeah. go, go back focusing on the assassins. You know, they they tried to throw into that whole 2012, what does it all mean? Yeah. Where did we come from? Blah, blah, blah. They need to drop that entirely because obviously we're past 2012 and just, you know, do something different. And I quite frankly never understood why. So here you have the, the Templars and the assassins fighting throughout the centuries. Why didn't they pick someone else to go through back through their lineage? Why did it have to be desmond well didn't you know surely he's not the only person out there right. that has a direct lineage but and there's other people i remember in the storyline there were ways. others there were others yes, there were. but they yeah, never we never see them. well and that's a whole nother storyline that you could probably I, I i like where they're going with what the, the game they did with the the liberation with the vita kim have you have you gotten that yet 
No, because I I yeah, I didn't want to get it, but everyone keeps saying, oh, it's it's a different kind of game. It, yeah. So I would like to see I more. I that. would like to see more like that, honestly. So, um, that would be cool if they kind of took that template of okay, I'm going to live out a story as this person, and they have different assassins that, and they had a you know. It didn't happen that there were only there was only one assassin. There were many assassins. So you have an exactly. infinite amount of games that you could potentially create with this Assassin's Creed model. So I'm sure that's what All they're going to do. They're going to milk it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They have a good premise. They just need to expand it. Yeah. Just broaden your horizons. So the next email's from Min. He says, "Hello, I because he, uh, hello ladies. I would like to recommend a game that I recently played and enjoyed. It's called To the Moon. Now, unlike most games, this one actually focuses solely on storytelling. Gameplay is weak, but the story makes up for it. At first, I was skeptical of whether I would enjoy it. However, after finishing the game, I can happily say it was great. The game uses 16-bit and uh, SE SE SE. <laughs> As whatever, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't say S N E S. S N E S graphics. But in my opinion, it actually adds to the ambiance. As stated above, there aren't many gameplay aspects to the game. It's mostly moving around, interacting with objects, and solving simple puzzles. Also, at the time it was on sale, but it's uh, if you can get it on Steam for ten bucks. Um, and for that, it really is a good good bargain. Thanks for the show, Min. Um, I will say that I have been meaning, I have a category. So in my Steam library, I categorize my games and I have a category mm -hmm. called need to play. <laughs> and that is <laughs> my need to play. And in fact, um, nice. Jeffrey gifted me to the moon um, over the holidays. And I've, I've just been meaning to play it because it, it, I started it up and I'm like, oh, this, this looks interesting. Um, I just haven't had a chance. And I want to. So it's not little, enough hours in the day. Yeah, I know. But I hear just wonderful things. This isn't the first time I've been told to play this game. So I really need to play it. It has a meta, meta score, Metacritic score of 81 out of 100. Um, That's nice. Yeah. So I could see, uh, I could see Kim, Stephanie, I would think you would even like this game. I mean, just looking at the graphics. When you say to the moon, I, I immediately think of uh, Jackie Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> Pow, to the moon. To the moon. Talking about stereotypes. <laughs> Holy moly. Right? Hospital <laughs> <laughs> abuse. Yay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steph, do you want to read the next one from Foul Dragon? Yes, Owl Dragon. Hey there, ladies. I just caught up with some of your latest episodes after a long hiatus, so I apologize if this is a little late. In show number 62, you briefly mentioned Elder Scrolls Online and how you were afraid that the game wouldn't live up to expectations. Yes. <laughs> well, let me lay those worries to rest. I listened to another podcast that talks about all things Elder Scrolls. It's called Elder Scrolls Off the Record, if you're curious. Bethesda actually took notice of them and invited them to play during Alpha oh, wow. when the NDA was lifted and they were allowed to talk about them. The podcasters were elated to say that, quote, for a while they forgot that they were playing an MMO and thought they were playing Skyrim, end quote. Yes, that's right. The company making this MMO for Bethesda is doing all they can to make this game feel like Elder Scrolls. I am thoroughly excited to play this game and you should be too. I hope I get to hear what you think of this info and keep on gaming. Foul Dragon. Hmm. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, is it? But 
because didn't even remember DCU. I mean, it was yeah. um, it was an MMO, and it was a cool game playing it on your own, but it never really connected to the MMO part. I'm hoping that they'll do something like um, like clans or guilds yeah. where you can join in, and you know uh, that that's what I'm hoping will come out of it. You know, because that's really the only way that you get connected with people. Right. Otherwise, pretty much every MMO just breaks down to you playing by yourself yeah. until a friend logs on. Right. Really. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's pretty much it. That's how DCU so, was for me. And even yeah. then it was challenging when Mark and I would try to play. I'm like, this is, it was, to <laughs> me, it was a, I, it was a singular MMO experience. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, and that's kind of what happened to me with Guild Wars, right? Guild Wars, good game. But when I log on and I don't have any friends to play with, mm -hmm. it just becomes a single player game. And then I kind of go, meh. Why aren't I playing Tomb Raider? And then I move on to something else. Exactly. <laughs> Why am I playing this? I'll go play something else. So, yeah, that, that's like the danger inherent with MMOs, right? Is why do you play? It's yeah. really, for me, the social interaction. Well, that's pretty much it you know otherwise it's a single player game. kim do you have any are you are you looking forward to elder scrolls or sorry uh, 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 uh i i don't want to get excited that's yeah. the thing i don't want to get excited you know and skyrim was so fantastic that even yeah. if it was another um if it had that single single player feel i don't think i would care Mm -hmm. um, it just depends on how well that they integrate the multiplayer, how seamlessly it is, you know, like, like, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even, yeah. Like you said with, wow, I can, I can play it as a single player. Yes. It's not a problem or I can yeah. join up. So it depends on how seamlessly it all goes together. Like you said, DCO, mm -hmm. um, oh, DCUO. <laughs> yeah. Um, Add another it, letter. Who cares? Didn't, it didn't. <laughs> go together very well right no. you know it wasn't no. it wasn't seamless um i, saw, where, I wow, had a lot of fun with the game i just wanted it to be more mmo like exactly yeah. exactly it was a great game i liked the game a lot but it um i never really got into the multiplayer portion mm -hmm. of it mm -hmm. you know unless it forced you to there were things that you know were forced on you and it just never felt seamless mm -hmm. so if if it's a seamless from multiplayer to single player, um, I'll be happy. But I think I'll be happy either way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just I hope they don't ruin it. Yeah. Well, the other the other thing that I'm hoping is one of the things that makes Skyrim continue to be a fantastic game is the mods. Mm. The people that are right. doing this for free, putting mods out there that enhance the game so much seriously if you don't have exposure to the mods uh you're missing out on a fantastic game because even with the new expansion dragonborn what the modders have done is they've said well look they made this city bethesda made this city we think it looks a little boring so here's a mod that actually puts more buildings in and puts more trees in mm, and cool. they make the water look fantastic and the air look fantastic and and they give you a companion. I have a companion bear that follows me around. I have a walrus that follows me around. <laughs> There's so much that they had to the game. I got a house that's a ship floating in the sky. It is amazing. I'm amazing. glad you said ship. I, I was like, what? <laughs> but there's I, there's I mean, a, a house floating over a lake. Oh, wow. It is a ship that's my house. That's How cool. Is cool is that? 
Well, I, I mean, mean, even with WoW, Bethesda with released all the, the DLC yeah. where I could build a cookie cutter house, and then a modder threw one in for free that said, "Look, here's a house with waterfalls as your shower." Mm. That is amazing. They threw it out there for free. <laughs> but as an so, MMO, I'm wondering if they're gonna allow yeah, exactly that. Well, That's I mean, the thing is, I'm, I'm wondering. The code's got to be kind of the same, maybe. I'm hoping. I hope so. That would be awesome. I mean, people are modding, and I hate to bring up the title, uh, Sim. <laughs> Sim City. Sim City. Oh, there, are, there are modders Did out either there of right you now try to play busting it out. And, oh, God, no. They're breaking it out and making a single-player <laughs> game. So I'm not putting my foot in that bear trap. No way. Uh, but so there are modders out there working on it right now, and it's essentially an MMO because they're forcing you to be online. Right, right. Um, so it, I, I have hope for the Elder Scrolls that modders will be allowed. I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll see. It's and just, it's just, it's just a fantastic pool of talent that I'd hate to see disappear. When's the release of it? Do you know when the release so is supposed to happen? Of no, because I, I, you know, remember we signed up, but I, I still yeah. haven't gotten an email. <laughs> they don't, they don't listen to us apparently. <laughs> yeah. We need to talk about it yeah. more. Today, today uh, on Elder Scroll, <laughs> ladies of Elder Scrolls. <laughs> uh, all right, moving along. Uh, last email is from Joshua. He says, "Hey, ladies, you were talking about Critter Chronicles on the last episode." And all the random click clicking you had to do when I was playing the first game, Book of Unwritten Tales, about halfway through, I accidentally pressed a key, and it actually puts a little icon over the clickable objects. What? Why don't they tell you this oh, in the yeah. beginning? Exactly. Why didn't they tell That's you that? See? <laughs> I found that out early on because... He said, this may help your progress. I don't remember which key it is. Joshua, why would you do this to me? Uh, it was probably something like <laughs> spacebar, alt, control, or shift. <laughs> Basic, basically, if you like Curse of Monkey Island, you'll probably like the first game. I really liked the first game, but I had no interest in the second one, which is the one we talked about, because I didn't like mm -hmm. the cocky ship cap and, or the pink thing that doesn't talk. <laughs> Love the show, Joshua. Oh, he talked. <laughs> oh, he talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's him. Listen to that for another hour. Oh, that's awesome. But hey, uh, some people like it, so that's cool. I mean, it's just... Yeah. yeah. So I, I gather from Joshua's comment, play the first one, skip the second one. So, and... Well, I know. I need to just, Google the, the, the key. It's missing. Yeah. You know, they're missing the explaining part of the game. I like, randomly hey, if you're hit stuck, a key. Try hitting this key. Hey, try doing this. And the, yeah, that's what they're missing. Oh, awesome! And yeah, it, it needed it needed the help system. It did not have a help system. It, yeah, it needed a help system. So, mm -hmm. well, guess Very what? Cool. That's the end of the show. What? We're well, done. We forgot to mention Nerdtacular. Oh, and oh. how amazing it's doing! It really is. That Kickstarter yes. campaign is doing really great. I'm super excited. There's new rewards being added. Um, I think there right. are a few more rewards left to to game with some of the Frog Panthers. Um, yeah. I think Scott yeah. even added <laughs> something uh, gaming with him on StarCraft on Frog's Pan Frog Pants TV. So there's some cool stuff. Check it out. Um, link in the show notes if you're interested in uh, going to Nerdtacular. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, so with that, uh, let's wrap the show up. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, Stephanie, how can the fine listeners reach us? Oh. 
Oh, what are we playing next? Oh, we're going to be playing Bioshock Infinite and God of War Ascension. Uh, I know I'm playing both. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say I'm playing Bioshock, but what what platforms is God of War on? God of War is exclusive PS3. PlayStation. I thought you had a PlayStation. I haven't booted that thing up in <laughs> I thought you liked God of War. I see that's why I put God of War down. Oh, because no, I love God of War. Yeah, I love God of War. But every game I've been buying is, you know, yeah. I've been downloading off of Steam. Well, so. you know, sometimes you gotta go out of comfort zone to play a game. Come on. <laughs> come on. We've gotta play God of War. Oh, God of War. For sure. They did a crappy job promoting that game. They I honestly didn't even know it had, had released. I hope that's yeah, not exactly. They did such a better job the previous release. Totally. Like there there were commercials so, and ads all over the place. Well, they did have What's a commercial. That? I remember there was a commercial at the Super Bowl, one of the Super Bowl commercials. Uh, that's, but and it didn't show any new no. content. They kind of ripped off um what was it? Um uh, Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was the that only commercial weird. that I had seen. Um mm-hmm. all right. So we're all going to be playing Bioshock. A few of us will be playing God of War. <laughs> so uh, we'll have lots, crossed lots on, of goodness Bioshock Infinite. in a couple of weeks. Um, so Stephanie, <laughs> go ahead and give out that contact information if people want to email us or, or uh, give us some information. Absolutely. Well, the uh, website is ladiesofthelete.com and the email address is ladiesofthelete at gmail.com. And uh, of course, when you're on the website, you can click on that cool little tab on the right side and click and leave us a voicemail message if you want. Uh, We're also all on Twitter. Yeah, we like the voicemail messages. Uh, We're also on Twitter. Uh, Nicole is Nicole Stagg. Kim is just Kim Molly. J-U-S-T-K-I-M-O-L-L-Y. And myself, X-I-A-X-I-A-N-1. Very cool. So uh, thank you again for joining us and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye-bye. My, my Laura's going into She must have, like, major organ failure at this point. I know. She's been impaled, crawling around in Disgusting and, uh, poo and blood. Disgusting. Like, how is she not yeah, getting an infection? <laughs> she went, with that whole scene where she was, like, you know, lighting the arrow on fire, I was like, honey, you need way more than that. Well, like you're run, you're going through a tunnel, and you're kicking heads, and they're rolling, and the limbs. And...
is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.